Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. Oh yeah, I got on my smart-ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart-ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart ass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Yes, it is. Wow, okay, so <laughs> I think this is kind of appropriate because. We're recording this and it's super misty out and kind of gloomy and that's kind of appropriate because this is the last season of Sex in the City. This is the last of the OG Sex in the City. Yeah. So it is a little sad. It's a little sad, but I'm I'm kind of ready to move on. I this season is super important. It is. And it's it's actually longer, like season five was very short mm-hmm. and season six is the longest one. Longest of all. They, so long they broke it up and sold it in two different seasons. Yes. Like they did with Harry Potter, nice, right? Nice fucking cash grab HBO. Yeah, I know. But I, <laughs> these episodes have been like re- insanely long. So I really tried to pull out the main ideas, the big points, the Real highlights, talk. the low lights. The ombre, the bailage of this season. <laughs> that's hairstyle talk. That's that's hair color talk for, for the uninitiated. But there's so much that happens here. Yeah. And I'm going to apologize for people that have seen the series. There's a lot of stuff I'm leaving out because it's like, ugh, you know what? You can... You know, it's like Lord of the Rings. You, you can't just have all the walking all over the place. It's just walking. It's just walking. So uh, we talked about it in the last episode that... They were kind of 
setting up what was going to wrap up the story arcs of Miranda and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Where do we open up on season six? Season six, we open where Charlotte is trying to figure out what to do with her relationship with Harry. With because Harry, because he's, he's told her. He's told her that he can't marry someone who isn't Jewish. Okay. And she is kind of floundering around a little bit because it's like, well, I wish he'd said something so I, I before so I didn't invest. I wonder from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. because Charlotte really had to kind of be, she had to talk herself into having a relationship with Harry because he was so not what she was looking for on so many levels, but the sex was really, really good. Yeah. And she she finally kind of reconciles herself with the fact like, you know, maybe this is, you know, my guy and, mm-hmm. and this is going to be the thing. And then she kind of lays it all out on the table there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, sorry, this is fun, but I got to marry a Jew. <laughs> and And like- I can imagine there's women out there that have kind of done something similar where they've psyched themselves up. They've kind of explained away things that were not ideal in a potential partner. And the fucking sting of, I wasn't even, I didn't even want to date you. Right. And now you're going to say no to me? Right. So you're saying she deserved it? I don't think she deserved it. I just think that there's a lot of women, specifically women, that would relate with that sort of scenario. I think this is the danger of having a type and the right. danger with of having a list. Yeah. And I think that a lot of men and women get trapped into mm-hmm. their type or mm-hmm. this elusive list of criteria that they have when choosing a partner. Right. And Instead of dating the person, they date criteria. Well, and I think I think when you imagine yourself especially when you're using dating apps and that kind of stuff Mm. where there's this demand of what are you looking for and what is your what is your end game here and that that doesn't that doesn't seem to be as much of a focus when you're out in the real world meeting people organically Mm -hmm. you you kind of you know but but i think that when you like whenever anybody would ask me that question i'd be like i don't that it depends on who, on who, on I'm, who talking to. I'm talking to. Yeah, and yeah. like, there could be lots of things. And I also think that, you know, this is the issue with sort of zero sum dating. Right. Where it, it either has to be the love of your life or... Or it's not worth doing. Right. And, and I have made some really important friendships and connections with people. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not dating them anymore. Yeah. And the other... And like, the reason I was going to kind of move on quickly is that... At the same time, Carrie is launching this new relationship with Berger, yeah. who she meets in the last season. And she's kind of like, why do we keep investing in these things? Like, you, we always seem to end up in the same place. Right. Why do we keep investing? <laughs> why do we keep investing? And, and again, I ask the question, well, why? And, and you and I have talked about this when we talk about non-monogamous relationships and long-term relationships, short-term relationships. Why does someone have to die in order for a relationship to be considered successful yeah why can't it run the course it's gonna run and you go okay i learned this this and this and the relationship ran its course and this was fun and i changed or you changed or we hit a point where it wasn't gonna go any further 
But that zero sum attitude of it either has to be a multi-decade where it ends because one or both of us dies. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Yeah. And whenever I hear people describing relationships as a, a waste of time, well, that was a waste of time. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what was what was your end game? Yeah. What were you hoping was going to happen? You know, I mean, like every relationship ends until one doesn't. Yeah, that's right. Right. Or you die. Or you die. And yeah. and so I think that's such an interesting and and I think for Charlotte, she really wants to have a family, and, and I think that's she's that's, feeling the that's her that's her stumbling block where. Yeah. This has been a focus. It, it basically spelled the end of her marriage to Trey mm-hmm. because that put too much pressure. And on his, temp- on his temperamental dick. Yeah. So I think it's it's kind of an interesting thought of like, does it have to be zero sum? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to, you know. Also, Miranda realizes that after all of these seasons that she's in love with Steve, they mm-hmm. now have a baby together. Brady Hobbs Brady. Brady Hobbs Brady. And well, he's not Brady Hobbs Brady yet. Oh, just Brady he's Hobbs only Brady right Hobbs. Yeah, right. but she realizes that she's in love with Steve. Right. That he's her person, yeah. and that she doesn't want to tell him that she loves him because he has this new girlfriend, Debbie, who seems great. And and it's so interesting. And I don't know if this happens in real life or if this just happens in, on shows. Because when I watch this story, it reminds me of the storyline with Ross and Rachel, where he leaves for China. And while he's gone, Rachel finds out that he's been in love with her for 10 years. Right. And she goes to the airport to pick him up, and he shows up with Julie. Right. And she doesn't want to say anything to him about her feelings because he's like, well, she said, well, he's got this new girlfriend now. And it's like, so fucking what? They've been together for what, a week? Two weeks? Yeah. And it's the same thing with... Miranda, where she doesn't want to tell Steve how she feels about him because he's like, well, he's with Debbie now. It's like, bro, you two have a fucking baby. Tell him how you feel. Tell him how you feel. And I don't know if this, I don't know if this happens in real life, but I, I don't understand this hesitancy for people to express their feelings. Because they won't get hurt if they don't say anything. Doesn't it hurt to not say anything? Yes, but that's one type of hurt. <laughs> I I can't take the pain of not saying yeah, the, I'm the thing. I'm the same way, but there's a lot of people that are just like, it's the Schrodinger's cat of of relationships. As long as they don't say Look anything. Look the big brain on Dante. As long as they don't say anything, the relationship is both possible and not possible ah, at the same time. I see. But when they say it. And they say, I don't and then the feel person, that way. And then the person says, I don't, then the relationship is definitely but not going to happen. But what if you don't? But what? Like, okay, uh, not right. everybody's ready to gamble. Right. <laughs> and poor Schrodinger and all his cats. Right. There's a couple of really like cringy Carrie moments. So Carrie is the worst part 72. <laughs> she is about to go on her first date with Burger, And she runs around a corner to hide at some point because she's not, she's not dressed properly oh, okay. for this impromptu date. And she sees Aiden. Oh, okay. And Aiden is dressed in a Canadian tuxedo. Would you like to tell people what a Canadian tuxedo That's is? That's a denim jacket and jeans. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's all blue from all head to toe. All blue. And he turns around and he's got a baby on his chest. Right. He's got like a baby Bjorn, like front baby carrier. Yeah. And she walks up and she's like, oh my God, Aiden. And he's like, hey. And uh, she goes, 
look at this. And he's like, I have a baby. And she goes, I have a date. That's the same. Ugh, it's so cringe. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I had a baby. And she's like, is this him? And he's like, no, this is a stunt baby. Like, <laughs> this is a loner until my baby's ready. Yeah, my baby's in the shop. This is just a... <laughs> my baby's getting sized. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... I, You know, everyone knows I'm not a fan of Aiden, but mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was kind of a, a funny response. Yeah, he gets, is, he gets a little bit of a... Is this him? No, this is a stunt baby. Yeah, like, come on, Carrie. Yeah. Don't be so dopey. Yeah. So it's just, just like the cringiest... And... and Again, so fucking self-obsessed. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you see someone that you almost married. They have a whole other life, obviously, and a baby. And you can't say, oh, my God, he's beautiful. You know, congratulations to you. I'm glad you're happy. And that's all I ever wanted for you, blah, blah, blah. No. no. Oh, I have a date. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So Carrie's the worst. <laughs> so her and Berger start dating and they're both writers and they have a lot in common and they seem to have this great banter and then they have sex. Oh. And it's so awful. Like so horrible. Like, horrible. My question for you is is there a fix for that? I think if you have sex with somebody for the first time and for the it first is first five times. Well, this is it. And and it's less than what you had hoped it would be. I think you can give it a couple more times to account for nerves or getting to know each other and what you like and don't like or what the other person likes or doesn't like. But I think at some point, if your fucking styles or your oral skills or whatever it is that you bring to the table are is incompatible with your partner, if that's important to you, then you got to say goodbye. You don't think you can massage those? That's what I'm saying. A couple of times. But if at the end of it and you have an open conversation and your partner's like, I really like it like this and you can't or won't do that, then why are you still there? But what if it's more than just mechanics? Then what, what was so fucking terrible about Carrie and Berger's sex that they couldn't fix it? I don't know. It was awful. And it he thought, like, he's like, normally I'm great. I don't know what's going on. And it's like, really? Because I'd like to speak to some people. Yeah. Do, can do I, you have receipts? What, where's the Yelp review on this? <laughs> A little too poundy. Finished quicker than I would have liked. Oh my god! One star. Too quiet. Would not recommend. <laughs> would not. Would not go again. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this to you before. I feel like there's three, three things that have to be present in order for it to be a successful relationship in that way. If sex is important to you, right? One, there needs to be physical attraction. Sure, there's got to be something that gets you guys going. Two, there needs to be compatibility. Mm-hmm. Sexual compatibility. Right. Three, there needs to be sexual chemistry. And I think, I feel like that's really, really hard to create if it isn't there. Mm. Really hard. Mm -hmm. You can't force chemistry. You can't. I've tried. And anybody, anybody who has, who has been with somebody and just felt like their world has exploded after that knows that when you don't have that feeling, it's not the same. No. I mean... For a lot of men anyway, sex is like pizza, right? Even when it's bad, it's good. But there's some there's a For difference. For women, bad sex is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really bad. Yeah. No bueno. Yeah. No. So yeah, so I just, you know, and and these two give me the ick. Yeah, you're yeah, it the whole idea behind that relationship just doesn't work. I for hate you. it. He's you're not super, shipping it. I'm not shipping it. He's super neurotic. 
He's jealous of her, and it comes. There's some stuff that yeah, comes up it, in the season. Up, yeah. It's not great. This is the thing. This season is so long, and there's so much. Like she has Carrie gets two boyfriends in this season. I know. So Charlotte decides to convert. She, she starts thinking about converting to Judaism. And she talks to Harry and she's like, you know, what would you think about... Because Harry's still happy to keep fucking her. He is. Actually, it's funny because there's there, there's a scene where... <laughs> and you watched this and was like, oh man, that's that's dirty. She's riding him. And she's like, you don't, you don't really... Like, that Jewish thing isn't super important to you, is it? And he's like, no, 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 no. She's riding his dick. And the next morning, she's all happy. And he's like, what are you, what are you all happy about? And she's like, because last night you said that it didn't matter. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, no. I would say anything. Yeah, you when, can't. You uh-uh. can't do that. I mean, you can do that. But I think you're a fool if you're going to try and hold somebody <laughs> yeah. to that. Um, no, no. Anyway, ew. so she she says, you know. What like what does that mean to you for me? And he was like, "Well, you know, like I would want any kids that we had to be raised Jewish or what." And she was like, "Oh, well, if that's the reason, then it, there's no point because I have a real I have a real problem getting pregnant, so I may not be able to give you children." So, and he was like, "Well, then we adopt. Like, it's yeah, not no a big, big deal. deal." Which is very different than Trey's family's perception of it. Very different. Yeah. And so I think at that point, that's what makes her decision where she's like this is someone that he's the right person well he you know and and this is the thing this has been such a huge thing for her yeah for him to just go yeah okay like that's not a problem like we can we'll do whatever 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 we need to do and she's like yes this is my person this is what i'm gonna do all of this for and she gets turned away by the rabbi a couple yeah, of times and three times or something and was, yeah. and she works super hard because charlotte charlotte if charlotte was around today she would have vision boards and pinterest <laughs> stuff and, like when she commits to something she goes all in she does and yeah. and you have to admire her character for you know, she, she was she wasn't half-assing anything. Mm-hmm. Like she was the star of the class, and she really committed mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And so she she goes through and she has her ritual bath where she emerges a Jew, and she's she takes it all very very seriously, yes. which I think is is exemplary because I think that there are people that you know do that just just as a means to an end you know it's like people who get vaccinated just so that they can go and see a hockey game right like okay but not charlotte no and so she is very excited about all of this Mm -hmm. and she makes harry a sabbath dinner from scratch right everything 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 yeah and and he was like i can't believe you did all this and she's She's running around trying to bring everything out. Mm-hmm. And there's this tiny little television in the dining room mm-hmm. with the baseball game. Yeah, like a little 13-inch CRT. <laughs> yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. And she comes in and sits down and, you know, lights the candles and closes her eyes and does, you know, the whole... Like like I said, she really is wants it to be right. And then she opens her eyes and realizes that he's staring over her shoulder. Like Cooper in and Billy in, uh, oh, in Sex, in sex life. life. Yeah, It's a little different. Yeah. Well, she was riding him. Well, I feel like that takes less prep. But anyway, <laughs> she gets super upset and Rightfully says, you so. know, t- 
turn that off. Like we are having this, this is dinner. Sabbath. Like this is a deeply religious experience. Well, and, it's an and expression of our very, faith. And yeah. I worked very hard to do this. And yeah. he was like, yeah, yeah, no, cool, cool, cool. And he doesn't turn it off. He just mutes it. Oh, bro. Not good. You, if you're going to pull a shit move like that, you better be 100% sure that there's no way. Because now you have, you, you didn't just make a mistake. You're willfully... For me, this is the single chink in Harry's armor. This is the only time in the entire series where I go, dude, come on. Not the teabagging? No, that's later. That's later. We'll talk about it. Well, actually, no. That was before, wasn't it? I can't remember what season. Oh, no, 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 no. Is it later in this? Right, okay. Yeah, you can bring up the teabagging later, but that's not... No, that's, that's just the way he is. So, she realizes that he still has the game on. Yeah. And she is furious. Rightly so. And she's like, I gave up Christ for you and you can't give up. I don't know if he's watching the Yankees or the Mets. I apologize to the New York baseball fans. Either one of them are going to be rabidly fanatical. And he's like, oh, wow. Like, is this how our life's going to be? I gave up Christ for you. Take out the garbage. I gave up Christ for you. Like, right. And she was like, "He has a point." And he's, and then she says, "Set a date, Harry. Set a date." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "You said you couldn't marry me because I'm not Jewish, and now I'm Jewish. Set the date." <laughs> and he's like, "You're cra- you're talking craziness." And she's like, "Do you know what people think when they see us together? Do Ooh, you know?" Bad idea. Yeah. Stop. 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 She stop. spirals so hard. Yeah. Oh. And, and he says, he says, yeah, I know what they think. I just didn't think that you were one of them. And that, that totally takes the wind out of her sails. He says, and to think I bought a ring. Yeah. And he gets up and leaves and he says, I'll send for my things. And breaks up with her. On the spot. Yeesh. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And you know, I admire Harry. Yeah. Harry's character. No matter what he looks like. No matter what people think, he's not going to be treated like shit nope. by anyone. Mm-hmm. And he just, no. Nope, he knows who he is. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And she's heartbroken. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Heartbroken. So we'll come back to that a little mm-hmm. bit later. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a really important lesson about thinking about your partner mm-hmm. and doing things for them because you love them, not so that you can fucking lord that shit over them. And I think... You know, I don't think that that's really who Charlotte is. I think it was just, you know, she gets upset and whatever. But but those words hurt. What were we watching the other day where where we basically was a similar sort of thing? Not like I gave up Christ for you, but <laughs> where it was like somebody did something in the past and you forgave them from, for it. And so you go back with them. You, If you forgave them enough to be back with them, you can't also continue to blame them for the thing that happened in the past, right? Like, Charlotte converted yeah. to Judaism. Right. She can't then lord that over him. Right. Like, and who say, wants I, to be in a relationship? I gave up Christ for you. Yeah, who wants to be in a relationship where, where something that they did in the past is constantly going to be all over you? Yeah, it was something, I think it was something about, 
yeah, if you're going to take somebody... Yeah, what was it about where somebody took somebody back? What were we watching? I can't remember, but it's apropos in relationships. Yeah, like, if if there is a... If, if, we have no real reference. We're just pulling shit out of our no, asses No, no, no. Now. But I mean, like, if you if you were in a relationship with someone and something terrible happens in that relationship and you forgive that person enough to... You have can, to move on. You have to move on. You can't keep going back because it, that, is, that is going to be... It might not happen right away, but it is going to destroy the relationship. Yes, agreed. If, if, if you can't leave that event in the past. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the movie, in the in the first Sex and the City movie, something like that comes up. Mm-hmm. But we won't talk about that right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. we don't want to give anything away. Also, in this season, Samantha and the girls go to a new restaurant called Raw. And <laughs> it is a raw food restaurant, <laughs> which is absolutely gross and it's not necessary. But there is this gorgeous, hunky waiter. Mm-hmm. And... Samantha is like, oh man, like I'll have a piece of that, please. And they go, they go and they hate the food because it's disgusting. But Samantha has decided I'm taking this waiter home. So she goes back to the restaurant by herself Mm -hmm. and she orders some food and she looks around the restaurant and she realizes that there's all these other single women sitting around in his section, waiting it out. Yep. And it's actually kind of funny because I, I waited tables for 10 years. So when he's, you know, he comes over and he's like, you know, can I get you something to drink? Like, I'll, I'll be right back. Like, I don't know what's going on, but my section is slammed, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because all these women want to sit in your section. And she realizes that she's in, in this like amazing race mm-hmm. survivor competition uh-huh. to take this guy home. And so one by one, these women are like, fuck it. And they leave and they leave. And it comes down to Samantha and this other woman, this redheaded woman. Yep. And they're eyeing each other up and down. And they're ordering dish after dish after dish, you know. Dish after disgusting dish yes, after disgusting yeah, dish. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> and so finally, Samantha's like, okay, I'm gonna, just going to take control of the situation. And she walks over to this woman and she says, hi, um, I'm going home with him tonight. And she was like, and the other woman's like, no, I'm going to. She says, sweetie, you have no idea who you're dealing with. So why don't you just go and I will pay for your dinner. Okay. Hmm. And the woman goes to like, like to, to rip her face off. And then she goes, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. She's just like, whatever. <laughs> she, yeah. And so Samantha takes him home. Mm-hmm. And his name is Jerry Jared. Right. When Sam meets him, but then... She renames him Smith, because it's like, this is the stupidest name ever. And he's an actor, and he's in this sad little play, and but he's really good. But he's brilliant in the play. Yeah, and he really wants to do this. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to help you. And he does full frontal in the the play. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so she makes him a sensation, because she brings all of her high-powered friends, and he's like, look at this guy's dick. But it's kind of a, a, a sweet little relationship at first it seems like very flingy mm-hmm. and she's just like you know what like i have a, i have this position and all these connections and i yeah. can make this happen for this if you kid. really if you really want this let me help you let me help you she's in pr this is her job this is her job and she thinks you know what i'm gonna take on this project and make this kid a star mm-hmm. and so you 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 don't really get the sense like this is going to be a big deal, right? Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a cute relationship. They yeah. do role play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all sorts of like, yeah, dress up and things like that. Yeah. 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 And and so, but there's some stuff coming up that really changes yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Carrie finally gets invited over to Burger's apartment. <laughs> and they're kind of hanging out and doing the thing. And this is back in the early 2000s when people still had answering machines. Yeah, the ones that played out loud. Yes. And Burger's ex-girlfriend calls. Mm-hmm. And he hears this woman's voice. He whips around and gives the answering machine the double finger. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> fuck you. Red flag? A little bit. Not a little bit. I mean, I was being a little facetious there. Okay, well, yeah. nobody can see you. No, nobody <laughs> yeah, can no, see you. Yeah, no, huge red flag. Yeah. Because, because here's the thing. You are going to be, if, he, if, if that is how he thinks of his ex, that's how he is going to think about you when you're the next ex. That's right. I think people have normalized hating their exes or not talking, you know, not speaking and, to their exes. And vilified people who are on good terms with their exes. Yes. They think, oh, well, if you're on good terms with your ex, you must still be fucking them. No. No. It's, it's a red flag if every single ex you have is a cunt. Yeah, there's a common denominator in yes. all of this. And that common denominator is you, my friend. Yes. Yeah. Or if, you know, if, if all of your exes are psycho or all of your exes are... And it's like, mm, I, you know, yeah, I'm on good terms with most of my exes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on nasty terms with any of them. No. But I think I think that's a huge red flag. And she should, that's something like, you need to run, not walk mm-hmm. away from someone who double fingers a fucking recording. Double middle fingers. The recording. Yeah, double middle fingers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Double fingers sounds kind of gross. It sounds like, it? you know. Sounds like the shocker. Yeah, bang, bang. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to finger bang you, Meg. Nobody. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a real problem. Yeah. So there's sort of a cultural zeitgeist that comes up in this season. Oh, yeah? And I think a lot of people don't realize that this is the origin of this. So Carrie brings, because this is what Carrie does, Carrie brings Burger out with the girls mm-hmm. so that they can meet him and mm-hmm. he can meet them. And so they're just having, you know, regular girl conversation. And Miranda talks about this date that she goes on. And she said, you know, dinner oh, yeah, was great. That's right. That's we right. had this great conversation and great rapport. And... He took, you know, we walked back to my apartment and I asked him to come up and uh, he said, no, thanks. Like, I have a meeting in the morning, um, but I'll call you. And she was like, that's, that's just great, right? It's great. And everybody's like, oh, that's great. That sounds, sounds like a great day. A yeah, great yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. And he's like, mm, I don't, he's not going to call. Yeah. And uh, she's like, they all turn and like, what do you mean? Yeah. And he's like, I just don't think he's that into you. Yeah. He's just not that into you. He's just not that into you. And she's like, what? And he goes, look, if if you get asked up to a woman's apartment and you're into you, you're into her. You're going. You're going. Doesn't meeting, matter what you have. Meeting in the morning or not, you are going. Is that true? Uh, it is in my case. Yeah. I can't speak for all the men out there or all the people that fuck women. But if I'm into a chick and she's like, hey, you want to come up? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Not, well, maybe not tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have to grocery shop and, you know, my dog needs to be walked and blah, 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 blah. No, I'm like, no, we're fucking? Yeah, let's do it. And for Miranda, this is a game changer. Yeah. It's a game changer for her. And it's funny because, like, there's, like, a whole thing around this now. They made a fucking movie called 
old. He's just not that into you. Yeah. It's like she has a superpower now and and, yes. and she goes around fucking New York and like <laughs> eavesdropping on conversations and passing on this sage wisdom to all these other women. Yeah, she walks up to her and she's like, you know what? Like, excuse me, like, sorry to eavesdrop, but like, it sounds like he's just not that into you. So, you <laughs> know what? Girl, and those girls on the steps of the public library are like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, fuck like, you. What do you know? He's definitely going to call, He's right? totally going to call. <laughs> and, and I realize that, you know, I hate burger, but I think that's a great thing to just say like we've talked about this before it's like not everybody is for everybody no but i think what happens is people that are like miranda in that situation is they start second guessing themselves a lot of people do but this yeah. is what i'm saying is that this is a way to just kind of let it go and go well you know they're just not that into you yeah and that's okay mm-hmm. and this is the thing like and you can let yourself off the hook and you can let other people off the mm-hmm. hook mm-hmm. just say you know what like I'm just not feeling it. And okay. I mean, unfortunately now people do the thing where they just fucking ghost. Yeah, and don't because say anything. that's easier than, than having that conversation. Which, you know, I think that that's, why is it so hard to just say, look, you're great. I'm just not feeling this. You know, good luck. Because even if, if you are also not feeling it, mm-hmm. you're like, well, fuck you anyways. People get so offended and hurt when they're not chosen, even if they were never going to choose. But... But the ghosting is this like question of like, what happened? I don't know what I did. Well, and this is the thing. This is this whole thing where you need the other person for closure. You need to close that shit yourself. Yeah, no, you don't need but, somebody else for closure. But I, it, it, that, that, it, he, you know, they're just not that into you brings me to the opposite of that, with which you and I talk about all the time. If someone is not completely obsessed with you, we don't fuck with them. <laughs> as, Bottom line. As TikTok has, has taught us. Well, you right? Yeah, absolutely not. Like you, you need to be super duper into me, mm-hmm. or walk on. Yeah. Like I, I don't have time for. Eh, fuck you. Like yeah. I like go do Three something. Three and a half else. billion other people. Seven billion if you're by out there for you. Yahtzee. <laughs> yeah. If one's not it, just go move on. There's a point where Carrie reads Berger's book. This is his his sophomore his novel, book, right? His, 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 his next novel. one, yeah. No, 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 the, the original. Oh, the original one. The original. Oh, sorry, the original one, yeah. And she says it's amazing, unbelievably written, except for one thing. <laughs> he has his main female character running around New York in a scrunchie. <laughs> and he gets super upset uh-huh. about this because... He can't go back and rewrite the book four years ago. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Do you think she should have just kept her fucking mouth shut? I think because Carrie is so fucking oblivious of other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was trying to do a shit sandwich for him. <laughs> Your book's amazing. There's this one part that's wrong. That's wrong. But you're going to be the next Hemingway. No, like, that she doesn't do a shit sandwich. No, she but, does. She does two stars and a wish. Yeah, okay. is what she does. But I think. I think that she underestimated, and the fucking double middle finger should have been her first clue, (laughs) but I think she underestimated how he takes criticism. How insecure he is. He's super fucking insecure, especially about his writing ability, Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. it comes out in this season about him trying to write his next book and, you know, his, his, his shit around Carrie being successful and all of that kind of stuff like he just can't he can't deal with that no he can't and instead of being like okay like all the women i know have scrunchies i don't know what you're talking about ha, this is a funny thing moves on it becomes this 
the fucking hill he's going to die on. I think, you know, in Carrie is the Worst, part 78, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. About something that cannot be changed. Mm-hmm. I, this is different. This isn't like she's reading a manuscript that can right. be edited. And, and that can whatever. be edited. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Oh, man. When I, when I when I finished my doctoral thesis, mm-hmm. I did not open up the like bound version of it for almost a year. Wow. Because I couldn't deal with the fact of there was a mistake in the table of contents or something was wrong here because I, I like Berger's book, I can't go back and fix that. Right, right. And when you put so much time and effort into something... You don't even want to look at it. You don't even want to look at it because if there, if it's anything less than perfect, you're going to feel like, oh my God. Uh, what, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That, and Berger takes that to like the nth it. degree. And but, I, but he does take it to the nth degree, but I feel like... That was her bad. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because Carrie is the worst. Part She's the worst. 7,009. Yeah, yeah. She is the worst. Now, we're going to come back to Charlotte for a second. Charlotte and Harry or just Charlotte? Just Charlotte. Okay. She's heartbroken. Yep. And Jewish. But this is the thing. This is what I love about her character. She doesn't just give up being Jewish. She doesn't renounce Judaism. No. She's like, nope, I'm a Jew now. And so she starts helping out at the synagogue. Yeah. And there are women at the synagogue that are like, I have a son. Like, I realize, like, I'm sorry what happened with Harry, but you know what? I have a son and I have two sons and I have... The, and she was like, uh... All I'm these not, Jewish I'm, moms are trying to set her up. Set her up. Yep. And she's helping out with, you know, they, they have like singles night mixers mm-hmm. at the, you know. Mm-hmm. So she agrees to meet one of a couple of them (laughs) and this one guy he's very handsome and Mm -hmm. he's a lawyer and she's like you know where did you go to school and he says i went to yale and she's like "Hmm." (laughs) and he's like is there something wrong with yale and she's like no it's just yale yeah he's like okay and she's like i'm sorry i'm just not i'm just not ready to date you know and he says okay um do you want to just go back to my place and have sex (laughs) and she's like no he's like all right well i think i'm gonna head out okay well uh i'm gonna move on because it's mixers night here well he leaves he's just like i'm good (laughs) and then you know there are a couple other women there and they're like that's great the last good looking guy just left all that's left are the fatties and the baldies (laughs) and charlotte's just hoping that one of the baldies are her baldy one one of the pudgy baldies is is her baldy yeah and she sees harry walking with a drink looking miserable and she walks up to say hi and he says you know how you doing and she's like not good not good i miss you and you know i'm sorry for everything and if you can find it in your heart maybe you could call me one day we could have coffee or something and he says well that's not good enough and she kind of looks down and he fucking pulls a box out of his jacket and gets down on one knee and fucking proposes to her. At the singles mixer night. And I fucking ball every single time. <laughs> so I got some questions about that. Okay. Is he just walking around with this ring? Yeah. Does, <laughs> he, has he just been walking around or was this some kind of elaborate plan to actually propose to Charlotte? Or has he been walking around with this ring in his pocket and he sees her and she's super honest and heartfelt and emotional about it. And he's like, you know what? No, fuck, I'm going for it. Good thing I brought my ring with me today. I feel like he felt that there was a good chance she was going to be at this mixer. So you think that it was premeditated that he showed up with that ring? I think at he the was mixer. thinking, you know what? Like, there's a mixer at the synagogue. There's a good chance she's going to be there because that's who she is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to bring it just in case. Cool. 
Why? What? Why do you hate love? I don't hate love, but you bro. Do. What? Harry. Have some chill? Yeah, like. No! Talk to her. Call her. If you felt like that, why are you Why are you trying to fucking stalk her around New York to maybe cross, cross paths it's with her? It's a TV show. I know. They have but to create drama. I know. It's one of the best moments in the in the series. Don't ruin that for me. It is a good moment. I'm just saying, Harry could have, you know, if he was really into Charlotte, he could have found a way. Okay. Or maybe the mixer was the way, and I'm just full yes. of it. <laughs> so, Berger and Carrie are having some issues <laughs> that they just can't seem to work out. Yep. And they take a break. Okay. He wants a break from her. Perfect. And she's like, I don't know what this fucking means. And she's super upset. And then she realizes that she wants to be with him. I don't fucking know why. He comes comes back a couple of weeks later or a week later. And they're like, I love you. I love you too. We got to Let's work on this. And the next morning she wakes up in her bed alone. And she's looking around for burger. And she sees this yellow post-it on her computer that says, I'm sorry. I can't. Don't hate me. It's from Burger, who's yeah. broken up with her on a post-it. Yeah, no. Dick move. Dick move. Dick move because he wanted one last fuck. <gasps> Is that what you think? Yeah. So the, he didn't plan on staying with her ever? Nope. <gasps> no, I think he just I think he just said what he needed to say to get her in bed. Because sex with a woman who's into you generally speaking, oh. is better than sex with a woman who doesn't like you. I never really thought of that, but that that's horrible. Now I hate him even more. Yeah, but he was a dick, right? And, <laughs> he was a and dick. he's still he's still smarting from the fucking scrunchy thing, right? And then especially because when they were in I think it was in an earlier episode, they go to a restaurant and he sees a woman with a scrunchie and he's like, ha ha And then he then they go and talk to her and they're like, Oh, are you from around here? And like, no, we're from out of town and, and then Carrie's like, ha ha they're from See? the south. She's yeah. from the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No woman in New York who's from New York would actually have a scrunchie. And 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 so you know what? So he went away, had his little break, and he's like, "All right, you know what? Fucking Gary, I got this." Wow. Comes back. Oh yeah, we should work. Oh yeah, no, I want to be with you. Oh yeah, I want to work on this. I think we can totally find a way. Uh-uh. All the things mm-hmm. to drop the panties, and then that how, is horribly manipulative. How, he is, but he's fucking burger. He is. Fuck that guy. Hot dog or whatever. Hot dog. Hot dog. Oh, that's another thing. Um, <laughs> Carrie starts talking to Big again. He calls her every once in a while yep. from California. Mm-hmm. And he calls him Hot Dog. Yeah. So what's his name, Hot Dog? What's his name? How's that guy? What's his name, Hot Dog? And she was like, Burger. And uh, they have phone sex sometimes. Yes, they do. Is that cheating? Depends on your definition of cheating. I think I'm asking what your definition of cheating is. I would say yes. Like if I was chatting with a woman on the dating apps Mm -hmm. and she wanted to have phone sex Mm -hmm. without talking to you first about that and clearing it and making sure that that is in fact okay. (laughs) That seems like an odd request. Yeah. Hey, is it cool if I have phone sex with this woman? Yeah, like I'm talking to this chick and she wants to do this stuff. Like, are you okay with that? And you'd be like, that's fucking weird. And I go, I know, but I don't know. She's cute. Do you think that's weird? Yeah. She's cute. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, I think think that that is a a form of of intimacy Mm -hmm. that needs to be cleared if that's within or with or outside of your boundaries of uh, whatever the commitment is you've made but i feel like she's kind of one foot in one foot out with it with him anyways she realizes that like this is not yeah uh, and it's big she can't quit big no 
She yeah. can't. No. But they seem to have settled into this, you know, cutesy little flirtation, whatever. It's safe for her because he's in fucking California. And, you know. And back to my point from season four. Okay. That the big character, now he's fucking big from season one again. Right. Because right, Carrie right, right. likes him. Right. So as the narrator, we get this much better picture of Big than mm. when she's all down on him, right? Speaking of Big, mm-hmm. he comes back to New York. Yep. For heart surgery. Yeah. I guess all those cigars and steaks and wine that he's been consuming. Are, he takes are her out it. for dinner yeah. and he says, you know, this is my last steak for a while. And she's like, what do you mean? And he said, well, I'm having, I'm having surgery tomorrow. Just a little heart thing. And she starts bawling, you know, yeah. just like she can't help herself. Yeah. And he's got a hotel suite all booked mm-hmm. so that he can recover. And she shows up to kind of nurse him back to health. And she, it's kind of cutesy. She, she shows up as a candy striper, and which is kind of creepy because candy stripers are supposed to be like teenage girls. Yeah. But, and, and also, he's a patient. What are you trying to like? It's weird. I mean, you it's, can't. He, I don't think. Getting his heart pumping right now is the best thing. He's saying, like, you're going to kill me. Stop. Stop it. And they end up, like, it's cute, though. They end up, like, playing dominoes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he he spikes a fever at one point, and she calls uh, the doctor to make sure that he's all right. And she basically spends the night with him just to monitor him and make sure. And he, you know, they're lying there in bed, and she's like, I think you're going to be fine. And he's like, Carrie, like, what are we doing? Like, you know, this is us. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like ignore this anymore and she's just kind of like oh my god like is this is this the thing like is this are we doing oh my god, this thing? Are, is he about to propose to me is and, he been walking around with a ring in his pocket and they fall asleep uh-huh. and they wake up the next morning and he's back to oh yeah no i'm fine like oh, it's good i'm fine and she said and you know kind of and just like that his heart was closed again and there seems to be kind of this moment where she's like this is never gonna happen mm-hmm and she closes her heart to to him. For six seasons, her heart's been open to him. Yep. And that that was sort of the final straw for her mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know what? Fuck this. That steak scene reminded me about something. So I'll, oh. come, I'll come back to that. Go okay. Okay, okay. I don't know. Have you wrapped up the, the big thing or just now the heart's closed? For now. Okay, for now. Do you want to? Uh, so there was a, it was the episode where that whole trip they did out to the West Coast in LA. Yeah. When Miranda meets the New York guy who's yes, really happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just sits there and like, he just chews steak and then spits it out into his napkin. The guy with the eating disorder? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, Big, you could do that. You could, if, like, no. you could just masticate some steak oh, in your mouth and then God, spit it out. No, absolutely not. No. Okay. No, immediately no. Immediately, immediately no. no. I've seen no. what I need to see. No. no, 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 no. I'm going to go on the record and say. Hold on, let me make a note. That Smith mm-hmm. is the goat. Oh, yeah. In the series, because they fuck him in the movie. Okay, we, we're not going to talk about that. So y'all remember Richard? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, big dick. And um, he hosts this party at one of his hotels for like the top thirty under thirty. Or- Basically, if Instagram was around, it would have been a whole bunch of Instagram influencers All the in- sh- right. showing showing up. Yeah, and Samantha goes with Smith to this party, mm-hmm. and um, Richard is there. I think it's a little bit of a flex. It is. Yeah, she shows up with the hottest young actor yeah. in new york i think he's on billboards at that point he's doing yeah. vodka he's, he's, he's the, the absolute, absolute hunk yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's right and so she shows up with him and then you know of course jared or smith is like hanging out with some of the other 
you know, up and comers and she's just kind of like, Ugh, she's kind of, you know, he's a child. Right. She's done with this whole scene. And Richard is like laying it on thick, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, like, you look amazing. I was stupid to ever let you go, blah, 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 blah. And she realizes, she thinks, okay, you know what? This is the guy. I need to be with an adult. And there's this unbelievable scene. Oh, I'm going to find it and put it in because I'm pretty sure they've got it, it on YouTube. They do. They do have it on YouTube. Yeah. And she goes, she's walking towards the elevators of the hotel with Richard. And Smith runs up and says, hey, where are you going? And Samantha says, Richard just wanted to show me one of the renovated suites. Smith, and Smith knows what's up. He might be a, a bit dopey, but he, he, he gets knows it. what's up. He knows what's up. And he says, can I come? And she says, no, Smith, you can't come. Like, this is fun. This has been fun. But like, where is it going? You know, why don't you play with your friends and I'll go play with mine. And she walks into the elevator with Richard and the door closes. Yep. And then there's this awful scene where Richard is fucking her over like a bathroom sink. Yeah, she's bent over a sink or a She's a, looking a, a at herself or and him in yeah. the mirror. And he's just like rabbit fucking her. Yeah. He didn't even bother to take his clothes off yeah. or hers. He's talking the whole time about himself. Yeah. I'm on fucking, I'm fucking top of the world. And, blah, blah, blah. and she's just like basically crying. Yeah, he's he's masturbating inside of her. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Because you're just like, this is, what, this you is so wrong. You threw away all of that for this. And you think, okay, well, and she's fucked up. And she knows it. And it's all, all over her face. And so the elevator doors open again. And she walks out by herself. Yeah. Of the elevator. And... Smith is sitting in a chair waiting for her. Fuck. Yeah, he's the goat. And she says, he he stands up and he goes to her and he says, I just want to make sure that you get home okay. And she Slow says, clap. And she says, I don't know what I'm doing. I hate myself for doing this to you. And And she hugs him and he hugs her and... He takes her home. She like and, puts all her weight on. She just collapses and in his arms. And he knows what happened. Yeah. No, he, he knows. knows. He knows. And she basically admits it. And he just, and basically he's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm in you, love with you. You had to find out. Mm-hmm. You had to, to figure this out. Yeah. And yep. you did. And I love you. And we're just going to, cool. we're just going to move forward yep. from this. Yep. And absolutely slow clap mm-hmm. for Smith. Mm-hmm. Whoever wrote that was oh my fucking, god! It's so brilliant. It's it's super well done. It's such a powerful scene. Yeah, especially for the Samantha character because it's such a she she never had a problem being in a relationship, mm-hmm. but it was always at a very superficial level, right? And with Smith, despite the fact that she'd opened up herself to fucking little dick guy mm-hmm. and Richard. Mm-hmm. She opens herself up to Smith. Mm-hmm. She throws him away mm-hmm. as almost like a shit test, although she wasn't doing it on like no, for that. No, yeah. But the relationship was real. Yes, and she she opens herself up. I think to the right man for the right reasons mm-hmm. in 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 this instance, mm-hmm. and it's just it's such a moving scene. It's uh, there's a few points here that I have like little stars right okay. next to it. Yeah. Okay. At this point, Carrie meets an artist. Yes. Alexander Petrovsky. Yes. Who is played brilliantly by... Mikhail Brishnikov? 
There we go. Ballet dancer, right? Yes. Like like one of the best male ballet yes. dancers out there. Yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, I don't like his character because he's supposed to be a dick. He is a dick. But he's played brilliantly mm-hmm. by Barishnikov. He's super wealthy. Yes. Famous. International man of, of mystery kind of thing. <laughs> like International man of pussy. Yeah. Oh, he has a, he has hot and cold rain. He's got sure. all the moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the moves. Yeah. You know? And this is completely different for her. Yeah, Right? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's old world, very Russian. Yeah. You know? And she's just kind of knocked off her feet with this guy. Right? And in Carrie is the Worst, part 97, <laughs> she ditches her friends on one of the brunch dates to stay uptown with her Russian. Yeah, She's, with the Russian. She, because it's cold out. He is really persuasive there. He's like, you don't need to go. It's cold outside. Mm-hmm. And it's very warm in here. And, yes. And, 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 and she just melts to it. And Samantha's great. She's like, you know, you stay, you stay, you know, with your hot man. You yeah. know, and Miranda's like, this is some bullshit. Yeah. This is some bullshit. And this is where you start to see the stirrings of trouble. Mm -hmm. This is really personal for me. Okay. Because I think I talked about this friend in the last episode. And it's the same kind of thing of when you see someone that you care a lot about in a relationship that you know is bad for them. Mm -hmm. And you see them giving up their lives and their dreams and their passions and their hobbies and things that are important to them to be with this person yeah it's very very difficult it's so painful and you know we were watching we're watching ted lasso and it's like do you say something when you see somebody's relationship Mm -hmm. as a train wreck and potentially lose that friend for a period of time or do you say nothing and just let it run its course Mm -hmm. and lose them anyway because right so this this starts to become a pressure point between Carrie and, and Miranda. Miranda. Yeah, I think that's your cat running around. It's storming out outside. So, I know, but so he could. That be, was not the storm. No, it could be your cat a little upset. Samantha decides that she's ready for bigger boobs. Okay. And I mean, I think they're fabulous. Her tits are fantastic. They're she fantastic. did not have a no nudity clause in her no. contract. Her contract because we see Samantha's tits a lot. We don't see her ass very much, but we, we see do. her tits a lot. No, we see everything. Yeah, a lot. absolutely. No bush though. And she goes, yeah. Oh yeah. And she goes to. Where's Mister Skin when you need him? What? That was a website that you could punch in a celebrity's name and they would give you all the movies and time codes on where you would see where you would see them naked. What? Seriously? Hundo percent. I have never heard of this. Mr. Skin. Oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> this was before you could just order up porn on the internet. Yes. But, okay. And so so the surgeon is sort of, you know, drawing on her and doing all the things and he finds a lump. Mm. And so they do a biopsy and it's a malignancy. And so then, and, and I think it's such an interesting thing that they do with her character mm-hmm. is that that just comes right out of left field. Yeah. And again, it's another vehicle for Smith to be the goat. Yep. Greatest of all time, in case people are wondering because what Because her hair starts to fall out with the chemo. Right. And so yeah. she has to, she shaves her head. Mm-hmm. And he comes home or comes to her place and she's like you can't come in here like you you can't come in here and he's like why what are you doing she's like 
my hair is falling out and it's awful and you can't handle it. And he's like, oh, I can't handle it, eh? And he's got this great, like, sort of, like, He-Man without the bangs. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a cut. like a West Coast surfer dude yeah. kind of blonde and, locks. Yeah. And. He-Man. <laughs> ooh. Like and that. he takes the fucking clippers from her and he starts to shave his own head. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, your hair is your thing. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And it's just this. Boom. Incredible show of support. Mm-hmm. With no words. Like, he doesn't have to... He doesn't have to talk about it. He doesn't have to... And this is the thing. There's so much depth to this character that isn't about words. Like, they do mention the fact that he's a recovering alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So, this guy's seen some shit. Yeah. Done some shit. Yeah. But it's so... It's... Samantha doesn't like all the talking. Enough with the talking. She's about action. And so is he. Yeah. And she just... She watches him in amazement with this... Like, I don't give a fuck, but my hair's just hair. Yeah. It'll grow back. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, we love this for her. Yeah. We love this for her. Miranda and Steve finally admit their love for one another. Mm -hmm. And they dump their respective, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends and decide to be together. And it's really, really sweet. And I just wanted to say, you know, they kind of, they end up together. And Magda's super happy about it. Magda knew what was up the whole time. Yeah. And they have to move there. They go and buy a house in Brooklyn. And and she is like, oh, I can't believe I'm moving to Brooklyn. Yeah, like fucking she's like, Brooklyn. Oh my God, please, please. But it's it's kind of cute. The, the, the push and pull. I identify a lot with Miranda in this season. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of gets drag kicking and screaming into yeah, domestic life. With, but she realizes, you know what? This I have a kid and the man that I love and and what was the reason that they needed to move to Brooklyn didn't she she had a great apartment that she owned in New York yeah but it was like with a kid and a husband and a dog and a and a yeah like I guess it was, it was maybe just, just a one bedroom or they something were on like top that. of each other yeah, they were on yeah, top yeah. of each other they had to they needed more space so they right? bought like a brownstone that Steve was gonna I mean, renovate it's beautiful like it had it's, a backyard it's beautiful and, yeah, yeah Alexander asks Carrie he has a, a new exhibit yeah opening in paris Mm -hmm. and he says he's moving to paris which is kind of reminiscent of big moving to paris of big moving to paris and you're like what the fuck is going on here what is with all these men moving to paris but here's the thing they create this dichotomy where he says i would love for you to come and she says yeah i'll totally come for the opening and then you know i can visit a couple of times he says no 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 i want you to come and live with me Mm-hmm. in paris because he, you know? he's rich as fuck he doesn't need to she can quit her job or do it like it doesn't matter well he's gonna like pay for her apartment yeah. so that she doesn't have to give up her apartment and do all the things and he makes this makes her this incredible offer and all she's thinking is i had to pull teeth to get big to acknowledge that maybe you know we could have something when he goes to paris and this man is like Nope, I want you to come to live, come to Paris and mm-hmm. live with me and we're going to have this life and you know all the things. And and Miranda is like, "I what are you doing?" Yeah. She said, "I'm I'm I'm going to go to Paris with him." And she's like, "Like what about your life?" And she's like, "Well, I'm going to live my life in Paris." She's like, "You mean you're going to live his life?" Yeah. And and Carrie says, you know, I can't just stay in one place to keep you happy. Like, you know, Charlotte's moved on. Samantha's moved on. 
you've moved on. You moved away. And she's like, I moved to Brooklyn. Yeah, not this Paris. Is Paris. And she said, you know, I, I'm going to do this. And she's like, just say you don't like him. And Miranda says, fine, I don't like him. And Carrie says, then you don't move to Paris with him. And Oof. there's this, yeah. And it's it's heartbreaking because yeah, because like, they're both in pain about the fact that they're gonna not see each other, but they're handling it so badly, so badly. Yeah. So Carrie is moving to Paris. She has all her shit packed up. Mm-hmm. She's about to meet the girls for their last night, their right. last dinner, right? Because she has a, a flight, either a late night flight or an early morning mm-hmm. flight, and she comes out of her she comes out of her building, and Big is sitting. At the curb. Yeah, he's in his car. In his car. Yeah. And she has been ignoring messages from him for a few weeks. She keeps deleting mm-hmm. his messages. And he says, you know, can you can you get in? So she gets in the car and she's just like, ugh, like I don't want to do this. And you start to, it starts to dawn on you that he is like so, like trying to say to her like, I. I'm in. I, I, I. You know, like, why are you, but he's, but he doesn't know what to say. He's like, you know, are you mad at me or something? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't responded to my message. She's like, no, like, I've just, you know, I've been busy. And he's like, okay, well, you know, can we, can we have a drink or something? She's like, no, I'm, I'm meeting the girls for dinner. I'm late to meet the girls. He says, okay, well, how about tomorrow? And she just looks uncomfortable. And he's like, I'm, I'm starting to feel like a teenage girl, you know, kind of like, and she says, I can't tomorrow. I'm moving. I'm leaving for Paris tonight. And he says, you know, oh, that, you know, you're finally taking that vacation that you all. And she's like, no, it's not a vacation. I'm, I'm going to Paris with a man that I'm seeing, Alexander Petrovsky. He's, he's Russian. And he's, and he's like, you know, you're moving to Paris with a Ruski, right? And <laughs> Gary likes jazz you're, you're, mo- <laughs> you're moving to France with a Ruski, right? Like, and, and she's so irritated. Yeah. She's like, I have to go. And she gets out and he's like, Carrie, wait, like, wait. And again, there's, it's one of these moments in the series where you're just like, ah, like, it's just so emotional. Mm -hmm. And he says, listen, like, wait, wait, wait. You know, he's like, you and I, and she fucking loses her mind. Mm -hmm. You and I, nothing. (laughs) In the middle of the street. It's been six years. He's like, it's different now. He's like, she's, it's years i've never been different i am done like forget you know my number forget you know my name and she fucking walks away from on the street and he's just like the fuck (laughs) what just happened what just happened (laughs) and she goes she goes to meet the girls and she's like you know oh my god like i just you know big was there and you know he's like you know, you know what it is he's like he's the he's the man who cried wolf or he's the (laughs) man he's the man who cried love right and Charlotte says he what he's he he said that like he he said he loves you like is that and she's like no that's not it's an anna- no my point is is that every time I'm happy he fucking swoops in and yeah. and wants to ruin it and they're all just kind of like uh, okay mm-hmm. and you can see the wheels turning with Charlotte yeah. right and uh, so Carrie moves to Paris it's not at all what she thinks no. it's gonna be. And she can't, she, her editor's not interested in her writing a column about right. her in an American girl in Paris. No, no. And, and it's, it's difficult. He's dealing with, you know, Alex 
dealing with his opening yeah. and she's alone a lot and she's yeah. she's walking around and she calls Miranda and Miranda's like busy, you know, getting ready to go to work and you know, feeding Brady and Magda's around and all that stuff and and she says, you know, um she's like, you know, how how's Paris? She's like it's it's hard, you know, like I don't know the language and I'm alone a lot and she's like, you know, come home. And she's like, I can't come home. I just I just got here and she said I just can I say something to you without you, you know, kind of jumping all over me? And she says, I just keep thinking what it would be like if I was here with Big. <laughs> and Miranda's just kind of like, because she's she's not a huge fan of Big either. No, but she's definitely not a fan of Alexander Petrovsky. Yeah, right? well, at least Big's in America. Well, that's true. Yeah, and. At the same time, Charlotte and Harry are applying to adoption agencies mm-hmm. to try and adopt a baby. And she said, I'm just I'm just worried about all this. And he's like, you know what? Like, God just needs to remember our address. Like, it's fine. Yeah. We, we just have to do all the work so that, you know, we can improve our chances. And she, so she goes to Carrie's apartment to get a reference letter that Carrie has written yes. for them. And she walks in and Carrie's phone is ringing and it's big. Like, hmm. I don't even know if you're still using this number. I know you said you didn't want me to call you, but I need to, I need to talk to you. And so Charlotte answers the phone. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know how you feel, but I feel during the whole season that Charlotte is kind of a hopeless romantic about Big. She's always thinking that, like, this is the guy for her. Yeah, ever since that episode where Big didn't want to go out with them because it was raining mm, out and whatever mm-hmm. and then she's about to make excuses to her girlfriends carrie's about mm-hmm. to make excuses to her girlfriends about it mm-hmm. and and then charlotte turns around and goes look there he is look there he is yeah yeah you can tell at that point she's always kind of been rooting for she's him she's a believer in yeah, yeah. In, in the two of them together yeah. Yeah, yeah and so she talks to big and the next scene is honestly i think one of my favorite scenes of the mm-hmm. entire series so Charlotte gets the girls together, gets Miranda and Sam together. And they're all sitting in the cafe. Mm-hmm. And they're all just kind of quietly talking. And With a fourth empty seat. And Big walks in and sits <laughs> down. And uh, Charlotte's invited him there. Right. And he says, you know, I know maybe you haven't been my biggest fans. And Charlotte says, I, I don't know if I'd say that. And Samantha's like, I would. <laughs> and he Miranda's says, just glaring at him. She is. She's just thinking. Yeah. And he says, you know, I know I've made a lot of mistakes with Carrie, but I do love her. But I need your, you know, you three are the loves of her life. Like a guy's just lucky to come in fourth. Mm-hmm. I will. Good and if move. you tell me that she's happy, then I'll walk away and leave her alone and let her have that. But, you know, if not, I'll go to Paris, I'll roam the streets until I find her. And they all just kind of sit there and they all exchange glances. And Miranda leans forward and says, go get her, girl. <laughs> and, and you're just like, <gasps> Oh my God. What do you think about that whole scene? I mean, I think it shows a lot of, of character development in Big that he goes to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he always knew how important they were. Sure. I don't think that was ever a question. But it was almost like 
he was looking for their blessing mm-hmm. and and to, to find out like is this am i crazy right right mm-hmm. does she still have a thing for me like is this is this thing really real right and then when miranda gives that line and is like okay like go get her well because she's the only one who knows about Carrie saying, "I wish I was there." I just with Big. keep thinking about what this would be like if I was here with Big. Right. I keep yeah. thinking about Big. Yeah. So she knows that, you know, she's the only one who knows that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, she's the only one privy to that. Right. Yeah. And it's just so powerful. How important is it to you that my friends like you for me? I think, I mean, very important is a short answer. <laughs> yeah. But I think that. A lot of people will ask the other people in their lives that are close to them mm-hmm. to verify. Like, am I just pussy blind <laughs> over this chick? Right. Right? Is it just because she's got such a great ass and I just can't think straight? <laughs> yeah, but I think it's there's a difference between asking your friends no, but I about think, somebody I think... that you're with and then like asking my friends. Well, yeah, no, but, but I think that when you... When you're in a relationship and you're in limerence and and everything is rosy, you ask the people close to you, am I missing something? Am I not Mm, seeing mm -hmm. something here? So as your partner, I definitely wanted to impress your friends Mm -hmm. because if you ever had those questions... Oh, when I ask them. Okay, that makes sense. You want them to have a favorable opinion of you, Mm -hmm. right? An honest favorable opinion, not a manipulated favorable opinion like you know you just complimented them or you know did whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right you know what i mean yeah yeah so i yeah so i i do think it's important and despite the fact that their complicated history together big and carrie's complicated history together was such that there's a lot of reason for her friends to not like him i think the fact that he came to them Mm -hmm. and kind of just like last ditch laid the cards out on the table was enough for Miranda to give him that, like, okay, almost like you're worthy enough. Mm-hmm. This thing is real. Go do, go do the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you want you want my friends to like you too. Oh, absolutely. I yeah, do. yeah. I, I I do want that. I want them to know that you're well taken care of. Mm-hmm. So I have one more. Smith is the goat. Point to we me. We could do a whole Smith is a goat episode. He's the goat so many times. Yeah. Like, can we talk about the fact that in the wake of Samantha's cancer diagnosis, he very quietly goes to therapy. Yeah. To deal with the feelings around that. Yes. Yeah. And that is something that just kind of flies right over. Yeah. Like, can we please talk about that for a second? That like, what kind, like, what kind of a partner is just like, wow, she's going through this thing. I need to find ways that I can support her the best and not make it about me where it's like, I need to go to therapy to deal with all the feelings. He's scared shitless. She could die from this. Right. And she's struggling with herself going through it. Right. He can't lean on her for emotional support without further burdening her. Right. And he does a super mature yes. thing and goes and, and pays somebody to help him. To pay somebody to, to take that emotional labor on right. his behalf, right? Yeah. It it's it's just oh, and yeah, I know, I know. He's just 
he's so amazing and it is super disappointing what they do to, they they like do a hatchet job on his character yeah, in, in in the movie which yeah. is super disappointing but they have to do it but anyway. yeah there's a reason that they go so, through all of that but it's yeah it's still fucking bullshit so essentially you know to wrap up that storyline he's on set he, he goes to to film a movie and she was like you know, and and the other thing that chemo does is it saps Samantha of her sex drive. Her very healthy libido. Yeah. And so she tells him, you know what? I want you to have sex while you're on location. Yeah, he's like, like in want- Arizona or somewhere. He's on the other side of the country. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. And, and he's like, you know what? Are we doing this again? She's like, no, we're not doing anything. I, It's fine. I just, you know. I want you to be able to have sex when you're... Yeah, like if you find something and you want to do it, yeah, you then, go for then it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. And and he, she was like, you know, especially like I don't have... My sex drive is gone, so... And he's like, it's not gone, just sleeping. Your body just needs time to heal. Man. I know, he's just... I know. And he sends her like a plant to her office, which is basically like, you know, like just waiting for spring or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just this beautiful sentiment. It's incredibly sweet. And she calls him up and she's like, remember how I said to go have sex? Like, maybe just not do it. And he was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and he flies home overnight and comes home and wakes her up in the middle of the night. And she's like, what, what do you do? And he said, I just, I forgot to tell you something. <laughs> and he tells her he loves her. And she's like, you flew all the way. You flew all night to tell me that. Left set to go do that. And he's like, "Can you think of a better reason?" She's like, "No, I can't." And then she tells him, "Tears again." I know. I know. <laughs> you have meant more to me than any man I've ever known, and and it's such a huge, it's such a huge finish yeah. for her character because she's had all these men in her life that have literally meant nothing to her, uh-huh. and this guy was basically just. She was going to take him home from his waiter job and fuck the shit out of him. And that was going to be it. That would have been enough. And he turns out to be like the most solid dude she's ever met in her life. And he is the goat. Like he's the fucking goat. Miranda has Steve. Miranda has Steve. Solid guy. Solid guy. Charlotte has Harry. Solid dude. Okay. So we're going to, so we're going to finish up Charlotte's. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte is putting out some plates she had ordered some food in Mm -hmm. and she hears harry come through the door and she says harry i'm a bad wife i didn't cook i ordered chinese for tonight (laughs) and harry says in those cute little takeout boxes that no chinese food store i've ever been to actually has no no but they always have it on movies it's so weird yeah maybe it's just in new york maybe i don't know and um and he says i got something from china too And she says, what do you mean? And he said, I guess God remembered our address. They're giving us a baby. She's, she's six months old. We get her. No, no, we get her in six months. Here she is. And he's got like a file folder or something. And he shit. shows her a picture. Yeah. And she's like, she just, and again, like I'm fucking liquid. Yeah. And she's like, that's our baby. That's mm-hmm. our baby. Mm-hmm. And the two of them are just, it's just so emotional. Mm-hmm. Because Charlotte has gone through so much to have a family. Mm-hmm. And now she has this, again, amazing man. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get their baby. And it's just, it's perfect. It's just perfect. She stops some teabagging the, the couch. Oh, and do we have to? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Talk about your teabagging situation. So there's this there's this whole bit with Harry that he likes. After like, they get married. Or after they get married, that he likes to be naked. 
in his house. I guess he turns the heat up or something, and he I just don't know. he just walks around naked, and he he watches the ball game, and he reads the newspaper, and he just sits on all of her beautiful white furniture all over the place and she's like she's like can you not like she's worried about i don't know skid marks or his ball sweat or whatever but he legit leaves tea bags around he leaves tea bags around the house yeah so he doesn't just tea bag like in the you know tea bagging the furniture bagging the furniture he's leaving and and he has sam has this like funny comment well yeah they're talking about she's so charlotte says you know, I have a little bit of a teabag situation <laughs> in my house. And I don't want, I don't know what to do. And Sam says, "Oh, breathe through your nose." <laughs> She's like, "No, no, no! Oh, oh, go, God, no! no. Oh, go, no!" <laughs> so, anyways, Harry's and a solid guy. He's a solid guy. Well, a she, solid and she guy. says to him, "Like, can you please, like, it's like being naked. It's white furniture." And he's like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." Like, and he's totally cool about it. He's I'll like, go, I'll I'll go put I'm, some, a, "I'm a putz. I'll no, figure this yeah, out." Yeah, you know. You know I'll go put some clothes on. And she's like, can you? And he's like, of course. Now? Yeah. He's like. <laughs> right now. So anyway, so they get their baby. Oh, super sweet. And so she's all wrapped up. Samantha's wrapped up. Miranda's wrapped up. All that's left is Carrie. Is, is Carrie is horrible part. And. 84. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Big Big has gone off. Big arrives in Paris. Mm-hmm. And there's this little meet cute in the hotel lobby. Alexander Petrovsky is a total dick. He's mm-hmm. just and he got demonstrably worse, much worse when they got to Paris. Yeah, and she she breaks up with him and just says, you know, I'm going to get another room before I can. So she goes down to the hotel lobby to get another room, and Big walks in, mm. and she's just like, and and actually, this is the one thing. That really disappointed me because she has this um, necklace that she breaks, right? And all of the little beads fall down onto the floor in the hotel lobby and she's picking them up and he walks in and she looks up and she goes, hi. Like, it's almost like, were you expecting to see him there? Yeah. Like, it's kind of a, it's kind of a letdown when she sees him. Yeah, you kind of expect this this you know she sees him from across the lobby she goes running towards him he goes running towards her in the arms spinning her around and it's just this kind of like oh hey yeah it's not it's not and nobody helps her there's there's all these all these parisians walking around nobody helps her pick her shit not not no not great anyway so because she 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 took off her carry necklace she thought she lost it she thought she lost it And was wearing this other one instead. and Yeah. yeah. And it got broken mm-hmm. in sort of the, you know, the the last scene with Petrovsky. And yeah. she, it's just... And Big and Carrie are walking, you know, away from this hotel. And, and he's putting a coat around her. And she's like, how did you even get here? Like, and he said, took me a long time to get here. <laughs> but I'm here. Yeah. And then he says, Carrie, you're the one. Wow. Do you know what that's a throwback to? Do you remember that? I don't. So do you remember the end of season one? Yeah. Where they're all ready to go (gasps) on that holiday. And she needed him to say. Just tell me I'm the one. Yep, yep. And he won't in season one. And that's why she she breaks up with him in Mm -hmm. the first place. And so in the very last episode of the very last season, he tells her, Carrie, you're the one. And she says, you know, take me home. Take me back to, let's go back to New York. I miss New York. Let's go home. Yeah. And and then they tell you his name. Yeah. 
John. John James Preston. John James Preston. (laughs) And you're like, I waited six seasons for John. John? I thought they did that in the movie. Was it? It was at the end of season six, right? At the end of season six. She gets a caller ID or something on her phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a a fantastic ending to the series. Yeah. I've watched the last two. So they... So they break up, and and you said like they break up season six into two seasons. Into basically. two seasons, yeah. Well, part one and part two of the season, yeah. And then you know, and then you have like an American Girl in Paris, part one and part two. Part part two, they, part two, yeah. And I've watched those two last episodes so many times, yeah, cause because because they're just so good. It's it's one of those rare instances in a series that runs. For a long, for several seasons, mm-hmm. where everybody, all the storylines of all the principles are wrapped up with mm-hmm. a nice little bow on it, mm-hmm. and you could go on your entire life and never see them again. Yes, and there's nothing unresolved. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably the best season. Season six is probably the best. Yeah, they season. cover a lot of ground. A lot that. of ground, and the character arcs. The payoffs are good in the character. Oh arcs. my god, that, yeah. it's so good! It's yeah. so great. Yeah, and I mean, there's 20 episodes in, mm-hmm. in that season. There's a lot of stuff I left out. Yeah, I haven't ruined it for everyone completely. If you haven't no. seen the series before, y- yeah. it's so worth watching. Mm-hmm. If you want to wait to listen to this episode before you, you know, watch the series first. <laughs> Too late. You've listened to the episode. So, well, <laughs> we're giving this advice at the end. I mean, you know that we pull the shit apart. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever talk about the movie. I, I think, you know what? The movie's great. The first movie is great. Go and see it. Sex and City movie. First one. Fantastic. Very good. Very, very good. good. Very good. Uh, if you're a Smith Jared fan, you won't be happy. <laughs> Yeah. Forget, forget Sex and City 2. Oh, fuck. Even no. exists. Don't, please, just don't even, just and, don't. And I don't know, we'll watch and, and just, just like, like that. that and see if it's worth We're not pulling that apart, about it. but no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I think if you, if you have invested the hundred and whatever odd episodes <laughs> it took to get to the end of Sex and the City, mm-hmm. you are well rewarded in season six. And I think it is a... It is a series that's similar to Friends where there's enough memorable moments and heartwarming moments and heartbreaking moments and funny moments that's worth giving it another watch. Mm-hmm. Even if you know what happens because you don't remember everything. No, you don't remember all the Jesus. And I watched it more or less when it aired. Yes. So it had been almost two decades by the time sure. I watched it again. And you were like, oh my God, I forgot about this. Yeah, right? Yeah. And, and so I think absolutely it was it was well worth it yeah and so thank you for coming along on this journey with us to to revisit i think a lot of things have changed some for the better yeah especially around sex positivity Mm -hmm. and Mm open-mindedness and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the series the new series Mm -hmm. rebooted series that does not include samantha which that's yeah. that's a sore point for a lot of fans uh-huh. where it's like I'm sorry there is no sex in the city without Samantha. Yeah. And I yeah, I I'm and now it's without Stanford too. So I don't yeah. know how far they got 
in the series. I don't know if they're going to pull was, a, a Carrie Fisher moment where they just computer animate him for I doubt, his last scene. I don't or, think they'll don't do know, that. But or get a body double and just shoot him from behind. Or I don't know. I it's it's very very sad to lose Stanford. He's he was very young, like fifty seven. Yeah, it's, and it's, and so it's and it's difficult. It's difficult for the cast. So I'm not sure where they were with all of that. Yeah. Um. But it's 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 rough for for the cast that was working with him but we'll just have to see how it goes Mm -hmm. and um as always thank you for listening thanks everyone we'll be back in a couple of weeks with brand new content that is not sex in the city related (laughs) i mean i don't normally make promises but i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and promise this time that it will not be about JK sex two weeks from now, Sex and the City, the movie review, pull apart. No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> oh, no. Hell no. No, I'm all done. I'm all done. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye.